From the John Clark Performance Studio, I'm Rachel Stewart, and today we're treated to a performance by countertenor Reginald Mobley and keyboardist and composer Henry Lebedinsky, who have put together a program of vocal music by black composers, which they'll perform live this Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock at Gethsemane Baptist Church in Davidson as part of the Music at St. Albans series. Uh, Reginald Mobley started his career as a member of Grammy-nominated Seraphic Fire, and he has since appeared with top ensembles around the world, such as Academy of Ancient Music, the Monteverdi Choir, the Handel and Haydn Society, and the Freiburg Baroque Orchestra, and he is based in Boston. Henry Lebedinsky has performed on historical keyboards across the United States and the United Kingdom. He's also played with Seraphic Fire, uh, the Seattle Symphony, the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra. He's performed with our own Charlotte Symphony. Uh, and he's co-director of Agave Baroque, uh, with which he and Reginald have released two albums. And I'll also mention he's co-artistic director of Pacific Music Works uh, in Seattle, which uh, produces sort of unique Renaissance and Baroque concerts in unusual locations. So it's great to have you both here today and uh, tell us a little bit about this program we're about to hear. Well, thank you, Rachel. Um, we are bringing 250 years of music by black composers uh, to this program from from London, from Paris, uh, and focusing on the United States. And we're going to begin with music of Ignatius Sancho, who was born around 1729 and died in 1780. And he was the first black Briton to gain the parliamentary vote. He was also a playwright and a composer and a writer and, and friends with many of the major abolitionists of the age on both sides of the Atlantic. Um, Sancho also really wanted to act in Shakespeare. That was his, his life's dream. He was good friends with David Garrick, who was to Shakespeare what Felix Mendelssohn was to Johann Sebastian Bach. He was the person that 200 years after Shakespeare's death really brought Shakespeare back into the public sphere in England. Garrick was a good friend of Sancho, and Sancho wrote a set of songs uh, in tribute to Shakespeare, one by Shakespeare and two with words by Garrick from this jubilee ode that Garrick wrote in 1769. And so we're going to perform one of those for you today. Sweetest bard that ever sung Nature's glory, fancy's child Sweetest bard that ever sung Nature's glory, fancy's child Never sure did witching tongue Never sure did witching tongue Never sure did witching tongue Warble forth such wood notes wild Warble forth such wood notes wild Warble forth such wood notes wild Muse and sister grace, loves and pleasures hither come. Come, each muse and sister grace, loves and pleasures hither come. 
happy place Well, you know this happy place Well, you know this happy place Avon's banks were once your home Avon's banks were once your home Avon's banks were once your home That was Sweetest Bard, with lyrics by David Garrick and music by Ignatius Sancho. We were listening to uh, countertenor Reginald Mobley and pianist Henry Lebedinsky. I wonder, Reginald, if you could talk a little bit about how this program came to be and uh, how you all decided that you wanted to do, a, I guess, a concert of music by black composers. Well, this was a this was a concert or an idea that kind of was born in Henry's head and then kind of sprung forth like Athena from Zeus's brow, and it became this this fully formed entity that um, that really needed to exist. The idea of of a concert of the music of black composers. I mean, most if there are composers are there. there works of black composers that are done if there are concerts done it's typically music that we know typically a lot of spirituals um maybe songs of of burley and hogan and so forth but there's never really much done in regard to composers of black descent um from before the 19th century or after after slavery and it's kind of a disservice um to to us, to blacks, and to to people in general, because it's it's kind of important now that we need to talk about the idea that history didn't just become diverse in eighteen sixty seven or or nineteen twenty. Um, there there have been people of black descent, you know, Latinx. There have been queer people. There have been, I mean, women composers. You know, some we do celebrate, but the idea that 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 music has only been done by old dead white guys in powdered wigs. We need to kind of dispel that that idea, especially here in the U.S. And so one of the, the great thing about this concert, which actually was born here in Davidson, we did this program maybe in its first inception, what, seven years ago, eight years ago? Something like that. It's I mean, it's been forever. Um, the idea is that it brings forth all these wonderful composers who are so often forgotten and left out of canon, who deserve their time in the day, in time of day. Um, we will often see concerts where there are song recitals done, or even even orchestral works done, or chamber music done, and, and they will have their Mozart piece 
or they'll have their Beethoven piece or their Bach piece. And then to fill out the program to show that they can't just do the, the big, you know, the big names, they pull some random mediocre you know, composer from the bottom of the chest. But they never think about that there are just as many, there's so many composers of of color or composers who are on any of, of the queer spectrum or composers, you know, female composers who are just as good or better that deserve their time in the spotlight. And so this does that with this, with this program. And more than that, the ulterior motive of this whole concert, this whole, this whole project that Tanner and I have is that we want to also say to, to people of color um, and women and people in the queer spectrum that, that they have a place in classical music. They have a place here because often there's this distance that we have where we don't feel like we belong in this genre, but the truth, the truth is we've always been here. And so if perchance we see some representation and see that we've been around for as long as so many other composers, that maybe we'll take onus and be a little less afraid and less willing to accept the kind of cultural gentrification that's happened in classical music. And it's not just a niche or a, a, a curiosity that you can hear a concert of, of black composers and then after Sunday afternoon we return you to your regularly scheduled performance of deceased white men. <laughs> uh, this is a challenge that we're issuing, saying there is this great body of music out there. It's not just a flyleaf. It is a large amount of work. And we challenge programmers, we challenge orchestras and chamber ensembles to make this repertoire a regular feature of their programming, something that is truly to be celebrated and not just taken out once a year in Black History Month or, <laughs> or for special events, that we can really make this a concrete part of what art music is all about. Yeah. These composers didn't exist in a void, and that's important. I mean, these, in their own day, they were celebrated, heavily celebrated. Like Xavier Saint-Georges, I mean, he was when he performed in the States, uh, President John Adams actually said of him, uh, here we have the most accomplished man in Europe. I mean, these people were fantastic and, and they've just been kind of brushed aside and forgotten. And it is important that they, that they reclaim their rightful space next to, next to Beethoven and Mendelssohn on Symphony Hall stage or anywhere else, or Night Theater anywhere else. Well, it's, as we can hear, this is great stuff. At least you've played one piece. It was really beautiful. And what's the next one, Henry? So I'm going to play a movement from Harry T. Burley's Suite for Solo Piano called From the Southlands. Uh, Burley was a really interesting figure. He grew up in, in the north, in, in New England, and, and he attended the National Conservatory in New York City, where this crusty old Czech named Antonin Dvorak was appointed director. And uh, while Burley was a student, he also worked at the conservatory as a fix-it man and, and helping out cleaning some of the facilities. And as he worked, he would hum or sing uh, spirituals, and, and Dvorak actually heard him singing some of this music. And he says, okay, okay, sing me another one. I'm going to write this down. Sing, sing me another. Sing me another. And this, this went on for some time, and it was, it was really... 
Burley, who had a pretty significant influence on Dvorak, uh, looking at the music of black Americans. And, and during this period in the 18th century, there was quite a discussion between composers who were looking for the soul of, of American music. Uh, Amy Beach argued that it was the Anglo-Irish, that it was the Celtic music that, that really gave American music its, its soul. And Edward McDowell said, no, it's the music of Native Americans. And Dvorak said, no, 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 it's, it's the black the black experience. This is really what made American music American. And I mean, I think they were all right, <laughs> as is often the case in these in these arguments. Um, but Burley didn't write a lot of piano music. He was mostly known for his arrangements of spirituals that really made them accessible to all people. Uh, he really took the music of the of the black experience and and made it everybody's music in in his writing. Um, this suite is really is is nostalgic. It is uh, mixing southern melodies and and spirituals and music from the black experience together, uh, and and this movement especially this this uh, gained a little bit of independence from the suite as a stand alone composition and in the middle you'll hear a quotation of the of the spiritual nobody knows the trouble I've seen uh, and he couches it in this beautiful language that's all his own
on Bended Knees from the Southlands, music by Harry T. Burley, as performed by Henry Lebedinsky, as part of a program that he and Reginald Mobley, countertenor, will be performing on Sunday afternoon at Gethsemane Baptist Church in Davidson, part of Music at St. Albans series. It's a program of music by black composers. And you might have recognized Nobody knows the spiritual incorporated into that work. So uh, next you've got some music by Florence Price for us, and she's an interesting, interesting person. Yeah, she's having a moment, which is, is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when we have a composer that is not only female, but, but uh, black and American, and really people are beginning to realize that, hey, We've overlooked a pretty significant voice in American musical history uh, because racism. And um, Florence Price was the first female black composer to have a symphony premiered by a major American orchestra. Uh, She was a woman of many, many firsts. She wrote for solo piano, for solo organ, string quartet, and published uh, over 40 art songs that spring the, the that range the gamut of influences from French impressionism to American romanticism to reaching back to her own traditions in the black church and 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 setting spirituals in such a beautifully accessible way but but never once uh, not imbuing them with just this richness of experience that she had studying these these varied traditions and so you have a composer that that is keenly aware of her position in American musical history and, and trying to write American music in so many different ways, but built on so many of these America, these European influences that, that were really uh, um, influencing American musical traditions at the time in the early part of the 20th century. So, Reginald, can you tell us what uh, you're going to sing by Florence Price? Uh, we're going to sing one of her, one of her beautiful songs uh, uh, with a, a setting of Langston Hughes, Song to the Dark Virgin. Um, it's just a gem of a piece uh, that uh, that we kind of have just fallen in love with among you know so many others, but it's just just a taste of of the brilliance that is Florence Price. I I have to say it's just such a. I had I had played a little bit of Florence Price's organ music in the past, and uh, I bought a volume of her forty four of her art songs, and Reggie and I sat down at the piano at a church near my house, and we read through the entire collection, picking out ones that we wanted to work on. And just, it's not and not often that I just sit here with just tears in my eyes as I'm, I'm trying to read this music. And, and, and we're just, we're just listening to all of this, of this incredible texture and how, she, how sensitively she's setting these texts. And I'm just trying to keep myself together <laughs> and, and then be objective because then, we'll, oh, this one's great. No, this one's great. No, this one's great too. They're all great. <laughs> Let's do them all. Uh, so it's really hard to, to, get a selection that that really represents uh, the the breadth of her abilities to compose in such a wonderful variety of styles. Uh, But this one's a hit. All right, well, let's hear it. Would that I were a jewel, a shattered jewel that all my shining brilliance might fall at the feet, thou dark one. Would that I were a garment, a shimmering silken garment. 
Beautiful. That's the Song to the Dark Virgin by Florence Price with poetry of Langston Hughes. Sung by countertenor Reginald Mobley and accompanied by pianist, in this case, plays all kinds of keyboards, but Henry Lebedinsky. And uh, it's just a, one example of the music that they'll be performing on Sunday um, as as they perform at Gethsemane Baptist Church in Davidson for Saint uh, Music at St. Albans series. That's going to be at 3 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. I want to thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you for being here. And, uh, and thank you for sharing this music that we don't often get to hear. <laughs> from the John Clark Performance Studio is made possible by a generous gift from Tommy and Keith Miller. I'm Rachel Stewart.